Do you want more manageable hair? Is it dry and brittle? Got split ends? Nefertiti Secrets is an innovative system infused with a unique blend of nature's most nourishing ingredients, including moringa oil, keratin protein, aloe, sage, and rosemary extracts. Our formulas contain natural remedies that were used by ancient Egyptians. This amazing system will transform your hair with regular use and creates hair that's softer, silkier, and more beautiful than ever. Embrace royalty. For more information and to purchase your own products, go to NefertitiSecrets.com. to love. I'm Layla Blackwell, blissful woman and relationship revolutionary, your love and intimacy strategist taking you on the adventure that is love here in the Own Your Power studio in beautiful South Florida. Yeah! For house. Our radio show and programs are designed to enhance and deepen the power of love in relationships by feeding the feminine essence and maximizing the masculine spirit, ultimately creating stronger bonds and even more solid families. I'm here with my hubby, my Latin lover, Nelson, who's been by my side for over 20 years now. Well, thank you, my love, and I'm so thrilled to be here. I really enjoy doing the show with you and look forward to doing so many more with these brilliant guests and really get to talk and get to know them and what they're bringing to the table. I'm really excited. All right. Well, if you who are listening ever feel frustrated by intimate relationships, feel misunderstood or unappreciated in your love life, have lost yourself trying to be something you're not in the name of love, aren't having enough good quality sex, have lost your drive for sex, have lost your drive for sex with your significant other, are drained, exhausted, confused by your experience of love, or want a powerful, soulful, lasting union with the one you're with or the one you have yet to find, then you're in the right place right now. Absolutely. So open your heart and your mind. We do talk about some pretty good stuff here, and it can get pretty steamy, and at times it's time to really kind of put your babies to bed. And maybe put on those headphones. (laughs) Now, we are going to take you on a very unique journey toward the mastery of love and intimacy, which is the ultimate treasure at the end of the pleasure map. You're going to want to stick with us so we can take you there. You can find out more about our programs and coaching at LaylaBlackwell.com. I can't wait to get a topic going. We have a lot of fun here and in our loveness, but our latest shows were very near and dear to my heart, you know. Yeah. Our last Pleasure Map show was very special. We created a relationship GPS by charting the life stage transitions of a long-term relationship using some of our personal experiences through our 27 years with each other to illustrate some of the challenges and how we have navigated through the rough waters. Mm -hmm. It hasn't always been pretty, but we still have an entire lifetime ahead of us to enjoy even more ups and downs with each other. Absolutely. Before that, we had George and Sandra Sawyer in the Love Nest for a very enlightening and fun chat on how not to turn your bond into bondage Mm. unless you like that sort of thing we explored (laughs) finding freedom within the context of commitment and i think a lot of people like that kind of thing (laughs) and if you want to catch those shows we check out the podcast on ownyourpowerlifestyle.com and today we're going to be talking about parenting and intimacy 
how to honor both opposing needs in our relationships. Yes, intimacy is a vital part of life for a couple and the individuals in the relationship. Unfortunately for so many, it suffers after having children. The challenge of the ceaseless demands of parenting our children and working and keeping a home tend to leave intimacy off at the end of the list. It's very easy to fall into patterns of neglecting that part of our life and that part of ourselves. Uh, I call them wedges, called children. But yes, funny how those things happen when it's sex that's necessary to, you know, obviously get the children there. Exactly. (laughs) So we're going to get a bird's eye view of parenting and intimacy today in The Love Nest. We have some guests with us to chat about what this looks like from the married, single, and step-parent perspectives. Setting priorities and establishing boundaries. Affection in front of the children. How much is too much? What can we do to make the shift from being a parent to our children to being a lover for our significant other? Making time to meet the needs of the both very important roles. So that's what we're going to explore today. You know, before we meet our guests and get started with our discussion, it's time to take a quick break. We'll come back to the pleasure map and Dr. Border, Nero Chung, will be joining us in this loveness. But now let's listen to some tunes here on your I am Dr. Mika Brantley. I'm a psychologist from Miami, and I love being an expert on Own Your Power Radio. Rescue. Take off your shirt and your bra. Let me give you a massage. Take off your pants and your drawers. I wanna show you my love. Girl, you deserve an award. Cause you've been working so hard. Yeah, you've been working so hard. You need rest. De stress. Take a deep breath. Can you be my touch screen? Let me touch on you. Slide you up and down. Do what I want. Me playing on your hair, yeah. Me love how she mourn, me love how she grown. Yeah, me love it like that. Yeah, me love it like that. 
Me I make you feel irie, yeah. Me I make you feel irie, boy. Me I make you feel irie, yeah. Me I make you feel, oh yeah. Can you be my touch screen? Let me touch on you. Slide you up and down. Do what I wanna do. Can you be my touch screen? Let me feel you up. playing with your life. Think you can't afford to keep you and your family safe? Contact me, Sky Maduro, the confident and knowledgeable health insurance agent to discuss your options. You deserve the best. So let me get you and your family covered with affordable health insurance. Call me at 954-465-9176. That's 954-465-9176 so you can stop playing with your health. Blackwell in the love nest with my hubby Nelson and our hot and hip guest tonight. That's right. Tonight's topic, parenting and intimacy. Tonight in the love nest with Layla and Nelson. We have Dr. Charmaine Borda, a practicing marriage and family therapist and mental health counselor in her private practice, The Blue Couch. She is an adjunct professor at Nova Southeastern University, Capella University, and Walden University. Dr. Borda also recently launched That Place, Inc., The Wellness Project, which is a nonprofit that endeavors to prevent and decrease burnout for professionals in the mental health field. So necessary. Thank you for being here, Dr. Borda. Thank you yeah. for having me. Ow! Yeah. Never been called hip before, so I'll <laughs> make sure I you rise. Can, you can claim the hot. You can I'll, claim the hot. There, the, the hot's hot. yours. Arrow is hip. <laughs> <laughs> Also in the love nest, we have with us today once again, Errol Chung. Errol is a 15-year veteran, two-time published author and professional business strategist. He has worked for community government and Fortune 500 companies, training sales staff and improving the creative, conceptual of C-level managers and above. You can find him running his strategic video production company, Miami DMT. Welcome, guys. Thanks so much much. for being here. You know, and we'll give you a little time at the end of the show to tell us more about yourself and and give the audience and the listeners some way to connect with you and and some of the work that you're currently working on in the community. You know, but right now, I'm excited to get going with our conversation on parenting and intimacy. That's right. Well, let's just get started with your situations, your relationships. Give us some background how many children you have, their ages, the length of your relationships. Are you in one now? You want to go first, Errol? Go for it. So I, um, this is a, a new uh, type of relationship for me. I've been with my, with my girl now for two and a half years. And when I first...
first met her, she had a, a nine-year-old son. So I've been a baby of my family, you know, my entire life. And then um, I've always dated women without kids. So it was it was a new experiment, and so it it is a it's a it's a unique opportunity to see what it is like to to build a love value separately between two new people in your life. So I am honored um, that my son is a part of my life. I, you know, I, I care for him immensely. And, uh, and my girl as well. Awesome. And so he's now 11, 11, he's 11, 11 year old, going into those teenage years. Yeah. Good luck mm. with that. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Dr. Borda, tell us a little bit about you. The, and The sexy hot one we'll talk next. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so I have two daughters, um, age 17 and a half, more than a half now, almost 18, and mm -hmm. a 21 year old almost this year. Um, not currently in a relationship, a romantic relationship, but have been in relationships all my life. Mm -hmm. Therefore, here I am as a marriage and family therapist, a relationship expert in some cases. So, very wow. nice. Nice, to be here. nice. And so, what was your longest relationship? How long? Uh, the longest relationship is approximately 40 years now, because it's with me. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> That's yeah. the answer. Now, romantic relationship. Yes, with another. Had, with mm -hmm. another. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it would probably be around around eight years. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, for sure. Eight years. Eight very interesting years. <laughs> and did you have your children at that yes, time? Yes, okay. yes. My wonderful <clears throat> children were born out of that relationship okay mm -hmm. <laughs> and there she is with 17 One and a half nice, almost yep, 18 year old yep, is here with us today and yeah. she is absolutely gorgeous a budding journalist i might add <laughs> nice the sexiness <laughs> oozed yeah, yeah. 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 call her sexy <laughs> 17 man <laughs> appropriately there, there's there's no win there's no win <laughs> So we walked into the studio earlier, and I'll say, we walked into the studio, and, and I walked in with my girl, and there's four beautiful women in the lobby, and I'm like, it's just eyes down. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bouncer in college. I'm supposed to be able to identify 17 and 18. I was like, I don't Right? So you are an absolutely beautiful young lady. You're going to be an absolutely beautiful adult. All of your friends and family, your mom here as well. So it's genetic. Thanks. There yeah, we absolutely. go. We'll keep him. We'll keep that. <laughs> All right. So we're going to dive in now. So many people put their children first instead of their primary relationship with their significant other, which was their first and hopefully would be there after the children move on. It does happen easily because young children's needs especially are simultaneously constant and unpredictable. So the demands are high. So how do you manage making time for your love life when the children are young? Well, I think for me, my experience has been, the, the, certainly the mindset has been different. Um, and I would answer that by saying what relationship? Because um, I was a single mom, and my cultural or subcultural ideal or understanding was that as a single parent, I needed to put my children first because I didn't want them to feel like they were missing anything. So I had to be within 15 minutes of them at all times. My school was, was around 15 minutes. My work was around 15 minutes. Anything that I did revolved around um, being able to get to them within uh, 15 minutes or less. So therefore, 
my other life, my other identities, my other hats, my other roles really, I think, suffered because my, my, my understanding was that I needed to put them first. Mm -hmm. And so the woman in me did not get cultivated. Um, and the sexy woman in me certainly didn't get cultivated uh, until much later. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that, especially as a single parent, that sure. does make sense because you want to put your children first ahead of a relationship. But it goes back to what you said earlier when you described your primary relationship is your 40-year relationship with, with yourself. Myself, for sure. And, you know, even in a single parent situation, isn't it ideal that you put yourself first mm -hmm. and that taking care of your children is part of self-care? Absolutely. Taking care of your romantic life and feeling sexy in yourself, even if it's not for someone else, but just for you, is part of self-care too. Right. So it's sometimes, I know as a mom, it's very easy to uh, put everyone else before us and our needs, and especially as a single parent when there's no one else to fill in the blanks mm -hmm. when you're off taking care of you. It is. It's a very challenging balance to make. But even while you were in your relationship with their dad, did you find that um, you had uh, an easy route to uh, creating that balance between you and your spouse and you and your girls? Um, it was in some ways easier because it was their, that was their dad. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would say that I was missing in that at all times, mm -hmm. you know, because it was I was a, pro a part of a co-team provider, a relationship, and I was a mother, and I am, you know, I needed to be those things first. So even though now I know that I've been in relationship with myself for, for almost four almost, I mean, 40 years, <laughs> I didn't um, honor that part, those parts. So I honored other things, uh, you know, uh, thinking that I couldn't afford to honor myself. And I, in fact, it was the selfish thing to do. And mm. being selfish was not honorable to do mm. at the time. Yes. So mm. you had your own perceptions that kind of prevented you from really Sure. Diving into the experience fully at the time. At the time. At the time. At the time. And now we know better. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so for you, Errol, coming into a ready-made family situation, basically, how are you n navigating that? How are you um, honoring your girlfriend's need to put her children and her relationship with them as a priority and also uh, facilitating you being a part of that and also having private time with her without feeling like there's competition. Wow, okay, that's a lot. That's okay, quick. so <laughs> simplest, the, the simplest answer I can provide is uh, shouts out to Abuela. Mm. Abuela. Shouts out to the grandparents Woo. who are out there um, helping, you know, when, when I met my girl, she was, uh, of course, a single mom, and um, just work, just getting off of work and getting to pick, you know, little man up from school on time was was huge you know what i mean just to make sure to get home and pick him up so um <laughs> breaking the carnal rule you know don't don't what you eat like i was a marketing director where at the company that we met and then she was the head of the customer service and in the billing department so we the way we connected was the fact that there was a very strong uh trust bond that was there first so, and it was, there was a bit of a courtship period and me being a, an executive in a company, I knew not to interact on that level. So it was a long time of this kind of going back and forth kind of um, relationship building before that got introduced. And even still, there was a long time before I had the opportunity to meet little men, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So our relationship was centered around, um, I like hyper-romantic immediate things. I, you know, I like tapas, I like massages, I like, um, 
giving her the things that make her feel absolutely beautiful as simple as it can as it can be you know you know a tiffany box is great it shows you have the cash but frozen <laughs> grapes in a wine glass is something completely different mm -hmm. you know it takes time it takes preparation and and you know i'm the last of five kids four boys so i i i learned a little bit of the game from my brothers and and how to make a woman feel sensual um not to say quickly like just spur the moment but over time you know what i mean the deep eye contact the openness the transparency the relationship things like that so in in our relationship in the beginning almost for the first year i was allowed to build our relationship and then transpose that into a family scenario and learn to work with little man and and as that grew i became more of a disciplinary figure to him because mm. it was needed in his life and everybody her family is fun like fun 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 and for him he saw that that adults were having this great time and we had to i, I was the one that made him focus more on school i was the one that focused more on just and cleaning and doing his dishes and taking a bath on time and things like that mm -hmm. so i was i was kind of you know excuse my friends i kind of a hard ass in this situation so our friendship his and i is it's strong but it's more disciplinary and mm -hmm. i claim that role i never ever claimed to take the position of his father father's mm -hmm. a decent dude made it yeah. this long right so obviously the the problem was that his mother and his father didn't get along so I'm not gonna badmouth him in front of his dad, and I'm not I'm not gonna talk negatively about her situation. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna do anything. If he ever wants to go and hang out or talk to me about his father, no problem, totally open. But understand that I am a separate figure, and I'm here because I am completely madly in love with your mother, yeah. and I would like to be able to love you if you allow me to. Mm, I just love that. Understanding the setup for it. Yes, that's really I think too a testament to his mother because mm -hmm. they're of, often you'll have women or men who are very protective of that relationship mm -hmm. with their sons and mm -hmm. daughters and will only allow you in when they want to or whatever. So and as when, a friend. And as a friend, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. if you, you know, a testament to the mom, his mom is that she trusted you enough mm -hmm. to allow you to be that figure. Um, Absolutely. To strike that balance with, with her son. She puts up with a lot with me. She she's she's earned trust on on multiple levels. She, yeah. We she got a little me. taste of that today in the yeah. <laughs> And I think part of this dynamic that you're explaining so well, Errol, is that one of the ways you show love for the woman in your life is how you love her son. Absolutely. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and so even though it's not the romantic part of your life, it is a way that she knows you're invested. Right. And it is a way that she knows you're committed, not just to her, but to her life. Mm -hmm. PTA and, meetings, school fundraisers, wow. homework assignments, long nights doing homework. Beautiful. Wow. So Always. beautiful. What Always. a great dynamic. <laughs> but still taking the time to honor your romantic right. needs. Still mm -hmm. taking the time to honor still, still yourselves as individuals who need time to cultivate that sensuality in your bodies as well as time to explore together mm -hmm. uh, and making sure you don't put that on the back burner. So now, Dr. Borda, how did you make the transition to reprioritizing uh, yourself as a sex pot? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that too there, Layla. <laughs> sex pot and, and a romantic life for yourself. How have you managed to do that over the 21 years of parenting that you've done? Well, I think uh, there there was a several epiphanous moments, but I think the one uh, moment that struck me as very important was uh, the moment that I realized that the relationship that I was in at the time wasn't meeting the needs of me 
mm-hmm. you know, and um, who I wanted to be and who um, I wanted to honor. And so um, at the des- uh, dissolution of that relationship, the eight-year relationship, I decided to go buck wild, as they say. Um, but but in a, in a, in a, can we get a hand for that? In a, little, in a way that was, I would not recommend to be so, um, uh, to throw caution so to the wind. And I, I went into a stage of sort of reckless abandon. Mm. And I allowed myself to... Um, to evolve in a, you know, I called it the the years of the sexual revolution, um, (laughs) where, you know, it was, you know, obviously consensual and obviously, uh, not obviously, but it was consensual and it was freer. And I allowed myself to experience me in in that relationship um, in a way that I had never before. Mm -hmm. And that opened up um, all aspects of me open myself up to to love and to care and to realize that certain mechanisms in me work, <laughs> mm. you know, as a as a as a woman, and um, also I can guess what I can balance this. I can also be a woman and a sex pod, mm-hmm. and a teacher and a student and a mother and a friend, um, and I I could do that and that works in me. So that happened, and and then I became. Um, you know, more serious about my studies, and uh, as relationships go, it it really fizzled out. But it it provided me with an opportunity to explore explore and, and release some things that that had been um, unexplored and experience yourself in a yes, new way and experience and discover myself. sides of you you didn't even know lived in there. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, alive, well, and ticking, thriving. I <laughs> Sweet. It, it was a um. There, there's something. That, Okay, again, in coming from such a strong business background, there is a there's a, a concept of the difficult conversation that that I adapted to with all my professional because I teach CEOs how to communicate. So you have to be really on point. There, mm-hmm. There's no there's no um, lagging in the conversation or, or softballing. Mm-hmm. So I have we have very very serious, very deep like deep important conversation as they arise. I don't like the time for resentment to build. And a lot of times what we have is we allow certain things to pass or certain things are going the way we are and we allow time to be the resolution of that. And I don't allow that. I'm fixing it. I don't like this. Let's talk about this. We'll fix this and we're back on course. Yes. And I feel we've had a couple of them and I tell her all the time, it's every difficult conversation we have allows me the grace of having another year with you added on to how long we can be together. Because mm. I'm not going to hate you for you know constantly leaving crumbs in the butter you know, I'm, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We have to talk about it. But and as far as intimacy goes, that stuff matters too. Like, it's been three days. Like, what's up? Like, what's happening? It's been a 72 hours. It's a long time. Well, I like what you said because sometimes you, you have found a partner um, that that is working for you guys are working yeah, together absolutely. because some people don't diffuse with time. Some people are over processors. Some people like myself. <laughs> I would like to process it right away. I don't want it to get, I don't want it to fester. And, but you, sometimes we don't connect with that other person that believes in that. Some people need time mm-hmm. to diffuse and sometimes that's not on your time. Mm-hmm. So again, a testament to the way that you guys choose, choose each other, that you're able to find that, synergy you know synergy in the partnership that says you know i know who you are i know what you need mutually mm-hmm. to be able to resolve those things in a timely manner mm-hmm. to be able to give the exposure and the time for the intimacy and the sensuality right. to come forth and what i have found in my work is working with 
couples who do have that mm -hmm. um, disconnect where one needs to address it right now mm -hmm. and the other one uh, needs some time to kind of process mm -hmm. is writing things down, journaling, writing letters, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. and just holding on to it until you honor the time that they need within reason and then addressing things at a time that's comfortable and feels good to both of you. But that could also, to some people, look like a laundry list that's building up or a rap sheet that's building up against them. That's so why it's one, it's one topic at a time. One thing at a yeah. time. Whatever's the most important that's coming up. And when we have time to sit and talk to each other where we both are in a loving space, not necessarily being reactive. Right. And what I find is, especially for a lot of women, we go through some hormonal cycles, that sometimes things feel a little little worse in the moment than they might feel at a different moment sure. but sometimes sitting on it for a little bit not letting it go but just holding on to it for a little bit you know and and relaxing about it for a little bit lead lets the intensity fizzle out and then you can have a real conversation about the problem yeah. and about what we need to do to change it as opposed to a yelling match and a blaming thing and you know where you're pointing fingers at each other and getting defensive then it becomes a real conversation yeah. So sometimes doing that is very helpful. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and it's been an interesting conversation, and we're, we're going to come back when we take a break, and we're going to talk about, you know, affection in front of children. All right, we're going to really look at some other things with regards to... And setting boundaries. Uh, absolutely, looking at boundaries and, and how to switch that back on mm -hmm. from mommy or daddy to lover. lover. So it's that time again to take a quick break. We'll come back to our discussion about the... The obvious is uh, parenting, parenting and intimacy, intimacy. Um, here at the Own Your Power studio after some sexy tune.
Do you feel like you aren't good at managing your money? Do you have a budget but still can't seem to make ends meet? Do the words like stocks, bonds, and retirement planning scare you? Well, the Henderson Financial Group is here to help. For over 25 years, the Henderson Financial Group has built a strong reputation for educating and empowering clients about important money matters. At the Henderson Financial Group, we specialize in breaking down fancy financial jargon in an easy-to-understand manner that even a six-year-old would understand. Sign up for our upcoming workshops, seminars, and podcasts. Visit us online at thehendersonfinancialgroup.com or give us a call at 305-825-1444. Once again, visit us online at thehendersonfinancialgroup.com or give us a call 305-825-1444. You'll be glad you did. Registered representative of IFS Securities, member of FINRA, MSRB, SPIC. get back to our scintillating chat here in Layla and Nelson's Love Nest. Thanks go to Simone Kelly for being here with us to produce our show today. In addition to running the Own Your Power Network, Simone is a business coach and spiritual healer and she's the author of Like a Fly on the Wall, her newly released very sexy novel involving adventure and intuition. Make sure you follow her and tune into her show with Herman Dubois, the Own Your Power Lifestyles show. Welcome back to the Pleasure Map. I'm here with my lovely wife, Layla. Obviously, I'm Nelson, and uh, we're in the love nest. We've been talking with Dr. Shemaine Barter and Errol Chung about parenting and intimacy. It's a yes. really nice topic. We're going to really it unclose is. this matter. And part of what we're going to talk about next is making time for self. Right. And the importance of self-care and taking care of you, because that is huge. You, you're not open for intimacy with another if you don't even know yourself. you got to know you, who you are, what you want, what you need. Mm-hmm. You f- have to feel good in yourself in order to feel good with someone else. And you've got the demands of children and meeting their needs. And then where do you find self-care and time for that when you have to take care of so many others? Yeah, it's like that mommy mode, daddy mode. There's no lover mode, no sexy mode, and it's almost like that's on pause, and you don't know how to unpause that button, Mm. how to go back to it, right? So how do you flip that? How do you flip that switch back on for yourselves to go from worker bee, mommy, or worker bee and co-parenting partner? I I believe strongly in compartmentalization um, just for efficiency standpoint, Mm. but I, I understand that for a woman... Um, my responsibility is to make her feel as sexy as possible. So if I can cop a feel anywhere, anywhere <laughs> anytime, the most inappropriate places, the line at the grocery store, while she's cooking, if she can go stop, I know I'm doing the right thing. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so, you know, Ow. yeah, when, when, when we get Because you know her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, know, I know her, um, I know her as, as a point of, of wanting to feel sexy, right? And understanding that you want to feel great about yourself. For me, it's grabbing my butt is not how to do it. It's not. It doesn't work <laughs> no. for me. You know? So you may do it like, hey, I'm trying. That's to not what he said before the show. But it's it's important to have that. I guess it's that playfulness. It's really, really 
She she and I are both huge nerds. We're comic book fans. And ah. We're crafting and we're you know we're building stuff and science projects. We were doing that without our side. So it's <laughs> we enjoy that time together. We have a lot of things that we enjoy. Together. It's that bonding. It's that bonding, right? We're friends, man. Where that's my best friend. That's my yeah. girl. Like she knows stuff about me that'll come up in conversation. And I'm like, I told you that. I can't believe it. She's like, or she'll catch me on stuff like that. But how do you turn off that friendship? Just, just like parenting. No, I'll be honest. I have a lot of friends. I don't want to go to bed with them. Right. Oh, it's, you know what? I don't have a lot of friends, man. I have I have close business colleagues. I have two or three homies, and I have her. My I keep it very small, very mm-hmm. close to the chest. You know and what so, I mean? what do you do for you to fill yourself back up so you have more to offer to your girl and son? Like, do you spend time with your homies? Do you go out and? Be well, a dude, do you like <laughs> fire yourself up and then come back and I, you know? I like to train and um, I do OCRs, obstacle course races, and mm. things like that. And and when I have when when a work schedule permits, I like I am I'm heavy in the gym. I'm, I'm a two a day. I'm five yes. in the morning and then five in the afternoon. Right. So I enjoy that. That's a part of me. But as far as my boys, they're business contacts. Mm-hmm. I mean. I have my, one of my friends, Bertrand Boyd, is an incredible, life-altering stage poet. And he's an actor, 11 movies in, he's written books, he's doing all this stuff. So I can talk to him about business, or we can go shoot pool. Right. I have a buddy, uh, Regan Mendoza, who's a sound engineer, incredible sound engineer, worked for Hollywood Studios. But at the same time, we can kind of kick it about ideas and concepts, and at the same time, plan a business line for him. Right. When I'm talking to her, it's the same thing. It's her business and what she works out, and, all this thing, and it's, it comes back. But in essence, you have that daily ritual of self-care where you exercise, you get some movement in, you get some explosive where uh, your body is moving and charged up. And so you do that for yourself and make sure that you prioritize that for yourself. Absolutely. And so, Dr. Borda? Self-care is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a whole agency surrounding it. I have a whole agency about that. That's Um, right. But what, you know, when, when, when you're a single parent, I think that, that you and and a full time everything else too, that self care becomes like the last thing on the list, even mm-hmm. though it should be the first thing on the list, and an indicator of when your fuse and your burnout is coming or approaching is for me, um, my children will know before I know, my friends will know before I know because they'll say you know. Uh, mommy, you snapped at me for this. And I'm like, I didn't snap. What do you mean snap? Or my girls, girlfriends will say, I haven't heard from you in, you know, a month of Sundays. Where are you? Yeah. I mean, I, my best friend is in the studio now, and she'll attest to that. I, you know, I haven't spoken to you in, like, three months. Do you realize that? Um, and, you know, they'll notice before I even do, and then that'll sort of be um, some an indicator that I need to sort of do something different. Yes. And, you know, I now engage in more walks and, and meditation and and um, I massage and everything. So I know I now could feel my body in a different way. I take time now to explore um, what makes me tick, what makes me a better person, what makes me a better therapist, what makes me a better mom. And often, and if not always, it's about me take, me finding that time to take to steal away even, to make an appointment, to put myself in my own appointment book um, and me- meet that appointment and not cancel it. Um, because my, my kids will see it, my, my, my students will see it, um, and my potential lover will see it as Starts well. to show up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, what I'm, I'm hearing everything you're saying, and it just brings up so many thoughts in my head, because you know, being a mom and a wife, it's basically my entire adult life I've spent in the care and being responsible for other people. 
And I think anyone who knows me knows that my family comes first. Yes. My husband comes first. My family comes first. And I was challenged uh, maybe a month ago uh, by someone who knows me. We wrote a book together. And she said, my challenge for you is to do something just for yourself first. Because even going to the gym, I will often um, only schedule when I know a client is not going to need me. So I'll put off scheduling my gym until the last minute because I think, well, what if a client needs me? Or I don't go to the gym in the afternoon because I'm driving the kids around. So if I miss my morning, then that means I'm going to miss the afternoon because my kids are going to need me. Forget I could tell her to walk home, you know? (laughs) Like I'm always saying, okay, I filter my self-care through the needs of others first so yes. that when everyone else has what they need then i'll put get it in and so i in that challenge i did it where i took care of myself first like and then i said okay i'm gonna do this and then that means you're gonna need to do this and in some ways i think that's a in for me it had been that revelation was a, a betrayal in the history of my learning mm-hmm. how to be a person right um about I don't know. Six months ago, my best friend got ma- was she was proposed to, and um, she's now married. Congratulations! Um, yeah. But I remember a couple of days after she, um, the proposal, we sat down uh, her good girlfriends and her her aunt, who's also my tati. Uh, we sat down and we were all trying to give her sort of life lessons and you know unmarried, married, and various stages of that. And um, people with kids, people without children, were telling her what to do, what to look out for. And our Tati remained silent until the last minute, and she said, "Essentially, you have it all backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, you really need to cultivate that relationship with your husband, your wife, your significant other first, because if you've done your job." Um, as a mother and what you think that is, you know, your children will launch. They will go off and they will go and start their own families and do their own things. And where is your relationship then? Exactly. I mean, the whole table was in tears. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, because that, you know, it was sort of a betrayal of that understanding of that miseducation. For me, that miseducation of I must do that. Not that they have the children are the back burner, but no. But but that you and your spouse, or your potential other relationship. Um, you need to take precedence because here I am about to launch my children and they're launching, they're doing their other things and I'm I'm discovering my single womanness mm. and what I'm discovering is that I don't know how to date mm. um, and I'm latching on in places that I should not be latching on to and I'm sort of sort of a, a, a new hatchling trying to find her legs and that could be a lot vulnerable and um, you know it's just scary because we live in a different world from yes. 20 years ago in terms of dating and things like that. So, um, that's Absolutely. It is putting that primary relationship, yeah. your, your partner sure. and you together first. Sure. Put nurturing that relationship, yes, nurturing the relationship with yourself, but also making that a priority because when they're gone off on their life with their romantic partners, the two of you have each other, and you want to set an example for them Absolutely. for what that should look like in their lives. And it goes back to learning how to set boundaries. If we don't mm-hmm. learn how to set those boundaries with our children, yeah. if we don't tell them, well, this is story time, it's bedtime, this is when you need to be in bed, not right. when you feel Absolutely. you're tired, because as far as I'm concerned, you'll never be tired. Right. You know, your children, Especially with teenagers you know, in absolutely. the house. Never. They could be so, up until. No, 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 no. So, I always right. tell them. Bedtime means your room time. Yeah. You go in there, I don't want to yeah. see you again. Yeah. You, yeah. Could, you could be and awake, but don't let me see you. And you need to kind of like train them in that that my wife and I are the reason why you're alive right. Right. your mother and I are together because 
we love each other and one day you're going to fall in love and be with someone else and probably maybe not remember me. Right. So, but if, if you do remember me, at least remember that we love and there are times that that love probably makes you uncomfortable. And that's okay, too, because they need to know that when mommy and daddy do love each other, that it is not just an abstract form of love. There is physical, there is sexual, there is spiritual and all of that. And if we don't show them what that's like and create boundaries and establish that, what happens is they begin to create something outside of what's home. Yes. And then they may not necessarily get that what I call recipe correct. Mm -hmm. And then, because friends are very influential, I speak to a lot of our, we, we talk to our children, and what we find is that most of their families are divorced. Most of the kids, the kid, their friends' yeah, families. are divorced. So I tell them, well, how special is it that you have both mom and dad? Mm -hmm. And that we are intimate. And sometimes they say, ew, girls, you're kissing. And I'm like, yeah, she's hot. Yeah. You know? It's, you know? It's, to piggyback, it's, it's, this, it's the airplane um, um, air, airbag drop scenario. Mm -hmm. you, put your, you put your mask over yourself first because if you don't take care of yourself and you put the mask over the child and, you know, you pass away, the child is left with, with no one to guide them. Mm -hmm. And going on the guiding angle, for a young man to see how his father treats his mother, that is how we treat our girlfriend. Point blank, period. Yeah. My father flirted with my mom. It was disgusting the entire time. Beautiful I mean, they, they, would, they would hold yeah. hands while they cooked. Like left oh. hand, right. It was like that. Or he would be cutting up the potatoes, cutting up the vegetables, and she would be the. They were inseparable the entire time, and that's how I learned. You know, this is how you treat a woman. I I cannot remember a single moment in my entire childhood history where my father um, burst in anger. Hmm. Right? I don't burst in anger. You will know when I'm upset. Guaranteed. But, but I think I think to add to that, and what you were saying earlier, Nelson, and what you're saying now, Errol, is that modeling is important Absolutely. and for a, for a while there I only dated when the children the girls were with their father on his weekend mm -hmm. and so what I what I thought to myself was after a while was wow they're not gonna how are they gonna know how to deal with heartbreak they never see me in a relationship they never see me love and then fall and break and cry and mourn and get back up you know yes. because they only see strong put together mommy or Whatever. The professional, the professional, right? Yeah. You know, so, so how does that so give how them permission that, right, to, to feel when right, they don't see you? Right, and how do they learn how to how to be resilient, be more resilient? Um, well, if this yeah. is only one model that they give, and at the same time, the balance of I'm not bringing everybody around my exactly. children, and you know, it's really a very, very um, I think sensitive balance that one has to draw there. And did you manage, you felt you managed to do that so that... I don't know, did I manage that well? <laughs> I, I, think, I would hope I did. I hope, yeah. you know, I, and I hope it's not too late as they're now noticing, you know, they're very, very protective of, of me and also they're very, um, they're my cheerleaders. So whenever I'm saying, okay, I'm going out to do this and um, they'll say, oh, you know, that, <laughs> but, but they'll really validate. And uh, in some ways it's almost like they're thirsty to see that. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Even though they don't want to, they want to yeah. see it off to the side. Yeah. They don't necessarily yeah. want to see it straight on, like right. looking into the sun. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but they do want to know on some level that it's there. Like she works. It's training in good and bad weather. And yeah. If you're a football player, and you, your team is Miami, you have to train in cold conditions. Mm -hmm. You have to find a way to get your team out there and train in snowy weather. If you go out to Buffalo and you can't, and I'm not a sports guy, I promise you, 0%. I understand the analogy. I'm not. But um, 
it's you have to understand that not every scenario you will not win every scenario no. but you can learn something from every scenario that you don't win yeah so the fall and the get back up is it's a lesson it is you know? and for the children even in relationships whether they're new and a dating scene or even a a seasoned couple, if mm-hmm. they never saw or knew, they don't have to watch our arguments, but if they never understood that there were hard times, mm-hmm. when they get into a relationship, they're going to think as soon as there's a hard time, i got to leave because that's the hard times are not or normal. It's Delicate balance. They'll, they'll or it's their fault. Something's, something's wrong. wrong. When right. No, it's something's right when you're communicating, even if it's a passionate communication. So, and, and, and I want to talk a little about, real quickly, about something Dr. Border said, that mm-hmm. you know there are times that we don't even realize that our children want exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. We raise them so that they come to terms with the fact that as they fly that coop, so to speak, and they spread their wings, that we want them to be completely happy and honor themselves. But as they're flying away, guess what? They're going to turn around and see us and say, are they happy? Mm-hmm. And right. do I need to leave now and leave mommy or daddy we'll alone? Right? Yeah. And therefore, now they make that sacrifice mm-hmm. and they don't fly off because now they begin to feel guilty right. for having to grow up too fast or abandoning mom or abandoning mm-hmm. dad when in reality, they don't need that. What they need is the reassurance is, I've done a great job. Go ahead. Go into the world. Don't be afraid. I'll be here. Yeah. You got nods from the 17 and a half over there. There's <laughs> nods going. Well... We need a final thoughts here, right? Okay. Well, I just want to touch quickly on affection. I know you already spoke to that, that, you know, you'll grab her butt in the kitchen yeah, and touch, kissing. And, you know, we, we definitely are comfortable with being affectionate around our children. And they know that we have a uh, healthy adoration and interest in each other that makes them feel good. Um, but sometimes you get caught in doing things that you wouldn't necessarily want them to <laughs> No, or not that they shouldn't know, but don't want them to see or hear or anything like that. And I know I have girlfriends who have had their children walk in on them. And I'm like, you've got to lock the door like every single time. And every time I hear one of those stories, it's a reminder. I ask him like 12 times, did you lock it? (laughs) Because this just happened to that one. And we don't want that to happen here. Outdoor is not the problem. And then what happened... Uh, when our oldest became a teenager, I remember she woke up one morning really angry with me. And I was like, oh, how'd you sleep last night? And she was such a bear. And she was like, I didn't. And I was like, oh, "Oh, um, okay, what what exactly happened? She's like, I couldn't fall asleep. There was too much noise. And I'm like, well, and I just looked at her and I said, well, listen, you're a teenager. You should know that this is what happens between couples. And here's the thing. God made doors. Close mm-hmm. yours. <laughs> I understand you don't like sleeping with your door closed, but what's the greater evil here? Sleeping with your door closed or having to hear that? We close our door. If you still have problems, then you need to close yours. Boundaries. <laughs> um, so just doing things like that. And, and then I think she got the message, okay, she's not going to apologize. And I said to her, no, I'm going to have sex with my husband. And close your door so you don't have to hear it. Um, and that's it. Uh, so just making sure that you present this for yourselves and you're comfortable with yourself and your sensuality, your sex life as a couple, or your sex life as you're dating, or your sex life as you know, you're relating to another child's mother, that you're doing it with respect, and um, making sure that you prioritize it so that you can move forward in ways that they see as healthy and they know you feel it's healthy, right? For sure. Well, 
please remind everyone how to get a hold of you and the work that you're doing in the community. We have about less than two minutes. We'll start with Dr. Border here. So you can reach me at my cell phone, 954-701-0241, um, or you can go to www.bluecouch.org um, for, uh, for therapy and um, information on, on treatment. Um, One more time www.bluecouch.org, sorry, um, and 954-701-0241. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Borda. And yeah. yes, Errol. And uh, you can always reach me at uh, errolchung.com for direct access to my latest project, currently Miami DMT, or of course on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash Chung. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you both for being here. Yeah. You were tremendous in this Thank you for having us. Awesome. We lost track of time. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Woo! Well, thank you for being here with me today, babe. I thank really you for having me as always. Together. I love, enjoy looking at you and, you know, <laughs> I restrain myself sometimes from touching. Don't restrain. This is a good room. Don't <laughs> In addition to being a devoted and dedicated husband and father to our three children, Nelson is a national prevention speaker and trainer. He teaches classes locally here in South Florida for addiction professionals to get their state certification. And you can check him out at AIPMentor.com. And I have a whole host of uh, programs for you as well, including one on how to flip that switch between mom or dad and lover. Uh, so we have the Blissful Woman and Passionate Man membership groups. And look at my direct love and intimacy coaching and online relationship programs at LaylaBlackwell.com. Layla is spelled like a Hawaiian lay, double L-A. And come and connect with me. Hook up with me on Facebook. Special thanks to Own Your Power team and help make this show possible. Of own Your Power Radio Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. They also have R&B, soul, collective groove to keep you in a very good mood. Be sure to check out all of our shows on ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. Until next time, remember, love is an adventure. You can't remain guarded, protected, secure, and safe, and experience the ultimate passionate, powerful love. Live with heart. Good night. Yeah! Oh, no! Awesome. Like us on Facebook at Own Your Power Radio or follow us on Twitter at Own Your Power. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own Your Power.
lips and your hands will be back.